laurels for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have such doubts. <laughs> All right, movie time episode seventy with Anjanari. Uh, Ali is joining us today. Thanks for coming Hello, on, Ali. Oh, um, thanks for extending the invite. <laughs> you invited me. I didn't invite. I think Ali or Dariana did. <laughs> well, whatever. But I feel like it was discussed instead of me begging. So yeah, nice change. Um, we know you like to be on the even numbers. Even I mean, numbers. I don't need to be on every even number just every <laughs> once in a while. Um. All right, so yeah, today we've got another Lang family favorite, Doubt. Uh, you'll you would obviously I think it's like one of the last clips in the opening. So, um, fantastic movie. I'm excited to talk about it. It's been a while um, since I've watched it. So, so yeah, we'll get into that. But uh, we'll start with what we watched. Uh, Allie, are you watching anything? Well, I know one thing you're watching, but. Mm, yeah, I just started Band of Brothers. Thank you, Angela, for the recommendation. It's Very amazing. Yeah. yeah, I think we just watched the third, ep- second or third episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, with Blythe. Yeah, that was the last yeah, one. Yeah, fucking hate Blythe. <laughs> Holy shit. Goes fake blind for like two seconds. Okay, like, but he's clearly <laughs> struggling. No, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, I would be the biggest fucking. Lo- I would. I would be trying to get out of that fucking war as soon as I got there. But, but he was just so annoying. Like, and when he's screaming in the hole, I'm just like, please, someone kill this guy. Like, uh, <laughs> well, he does. I mean, and then he finally has the courage to go fight and he gets shot in the neck. Oh no, yeah. but he lives, but he dies. From he does injuries. live. I, yeah, he, he dies later <laughs> in life, but they, they say he dies like in like 1945, but I did look him up and he like dies in like 67. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, he had like a awful injury. Um, yeah, but it is a great show. Yeah, I'm glad I'm watching that. And then uh, I started watching Fleabag again for the third time because why not? Fleabag. Mm-hmm. Right. Speaking of priests. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> a different uh, kind. I mentioned uh, him in my notes. I said he's the superior priest. Oh, he's on the first. Andrew Scott's in the first episode of um, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Is, yeah, which is, is funny. Tom Hanks involved in that production? Am he, I imagining that? He he is the. Yeah. Uh, he's not in it. His Colin Hanks does make an appearance in one of the later episodes, but um, Tom Hanks's production company, like him and Steven Spielberg, produced it. Okay, because I there's this whole story about this one comedian guy uh who tried out for band of brothers and they told and i think it was either tom hanks or the person who said no you look dead behind the eyes <laughs> and so he started this whole podcast series called De- uh, dead eyes i think or something like that and he's trying to figure out like why they said that and he want he wanted to get tom hanks on i don't know if he ever did but i just remember that <laughs> tom hanks knows about talent baby knows how to pick um him. 
Yeah, I've just finished the the White Lotus. And again, I don't want to spoil anything, but excellent series. I'm very sad that the second iteration of it is not going to feature any of the same characters. They're going to be uh, like filming it at a different like chain of the hotel. So it'll be a different White Lotus, but such a good show. I mean, watch it if you haven't watched it. It's only six episodes and uh, yeah, it was excellent. So I would highly recommend it. But um, it kind of, yeah, the ending was was gutting. So, but it was it was really good. Um, I'm just watching. What Pacific. is the premise of that show? It's uh, six people, uh, not six people. It's it's a bunch of different people on a vacation at this resort called the White Lotus, and it's about like the staff and then their relations with these guests, and it's yeah, and how they all intersect and things like that. So, so what is this t- garbage show that Nicole Kidman is in? Is on Hulu. <gasps> Is it similar or is it a different premise? It's okay. First of all, I said I almost watched one episode and then I thought, no, it's like a wellness retreat. And it's like, I think it thinks that it's a similar premise, but it does not have the hand, the deft hand that the White Lotus has. Like, I don't, I can't even fucking believe that they have that. Like Michael Shannon is in it. Melissa McCarthy. Mm. It's like, how do they get these people in this ridiculous show? Well, it's because she's, you know, Nicole Kidman's like propped up. She's a legend. I can't watch her anymore with her fa- her wax face just barely move. It's not my husband. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just watching the Pacific. The Pacific is the follow up to Band of Brothers, but it's it's focused on um, the Pacific theater of war, uh, Japan and and the neighboring islands, and um, it's it's not even close to the same quality um, as Band of Brothers is, but it's it's still good. I mean, it's HBO, so it's still good. Um, but I'm rewatching that. That's really all I've been watching. Yeah, it's kind of been it's been a light week for me. Um, all right, so let's get into movie news. Um, RuPaul Drag Race UK will feature its first cisgender female drag queen, Victoria Scone. Scone's inclusion comes after many calls for uh, inclusion from both the drag community as well as show fans. This has re- changed recently, inducting a number of, of out trans queens into the family. And now comes Scone. Uh, I guess I'll give my take on this being a <laughs> Scone's, a, she's a lesbian too. So um, I mean, I'm not a gatekeeper of the drag community, but I'm a drag traditionalist. <laughs> and, uh, okay. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't really care. Whoever wants to do it, I guess do it. But well, yeah, it's like it's, I don't know. It's annoying. She's already getting shit from other queens who are basically like, well, it's only it's only male to female. That's what drag is. But it's not. And also, if you literally look at her, she there's no you would not be able to. If you look at her, you would probably think she's a man dressed up as a woman. Like she has the hyper. Like the makeup that's, you know, she got, she's very campy. Like she has all the curated looks. I don't get why people are so, I don't know. It's frustrating because it's all just theater at the end of the day, but UK has had more uh, non-traditional Queens. I think they test it out over there rather than doing it in America. Like they have Queens that are hairy and, and things like that, which they really don't have in the U S version. They they're very obsessed with like basically all the Queens that look like supermodels essentially. But yeah, I'm really excited to watch this. Um, and it's nice that even though it's like all commercialized and stuff that at least there's more representation and it, it's just interesting a different dynamic like a lesbian with basically primarily gay men <laughs> it's just interesting so Allie any thoughts um it was just rem- reminding me of when we wa- we went to see uh what's it called Rocky Horror Rocky Horror Picture Show and there's mm. the female dressing as well, a male the drag king 
mm-hmm. the drag king. Yeah. But that's not what this is, right? No, this is a woman who's hyper accentuating her femininity. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's just artistry. I mean, I agree with Ariana. It's just like theater. I don't know. But anytime you're going to do something that's out of the norm, people have a bunch of opinions about it. But I don't see what's wrong with diversifying who who's involved. I don't see anything wrong with it. I just love to see a good traditional drag queen. That's just me. Oh, yeah. I get that. Like, in typically drag kings, though, they never, the only drag kings I've seen have not stood up. I mean, well, there's the, just I mean, not as much. Yeah. The, the one that we saw. Uh, there's Rocky just nothing. Is, I don't know. Like, how exciting is it to see someone dress up like a man? Like, there's not as much, like, <laughs> well, no, I involved, think can, I guess. I think you can do good things, but like, the all, whenever they pick the songs and like the things that they're trying to recreate, it's so bad. Like, they just need to pick the right. Yeah, but you're excluding like how much harder it is because like there's literally so much misogyny in drag. Like it's not like it's it's very like putting emphasizing like I mean, a lot of drag even on Drag Race was more of like putting the putting like women as like the center of a joke rather than like I don't know how to explain it. But I mean, we just there just isn't that many folk. There's not that much focus on on drag kings either. There's definitely like drag kings out there that are interesting. It's all about there's bad regular drag queens, too. Like, (laughs) you know what I I mean? Like, so it's like (laughs) it's just all about the fact that there's just they need to, like, start broadening their scope. And then once it levels out, I'm sure they can find like cool drag kings or people who do like more androgynous drag or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm excited. So good. Good for you. Um, Anthony Mackie closes deal to star in Disney slash Marvel's Captain America 4 film. Captain America 4 is being scripted by the Falcon of the Winter Soldier head writer and creator Malcolm Spellman, along with series staff writer Dallin Moosen. I mean, I love Anthony Mackie. Uh, It's cool that he's a new Captain America. I mean, that's how it goes in the the comics, too. Um, He takes over the helm. Uh, Cool. I, I, I mean, I love the... I mean, Julia Louis Dreyfus is the new one of the new like villains um, mm. in the in the uh, cinematic universe, and she's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, Kurt Russell's son uh, is is like a villain too in the Falcon of the Winter Soldier, and I really liked his character. Uh, so there's some good people in that universe. Uh, so cool. I don't, I don't think anyone else here has a fucking thought. Mm. I would probably watch for Julia Louise Dreyfus or whatever. Um, I don't know it, if she's going to be a center of it, but um, but like she she was in the cut scene. She was in the uh, credit cutscene of Black Widow. Uh, she, so I think like talking to Florence Pugh. So I think she's going to make an appearance in the upcoming Hawkeye series. She was she made an appearance in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I, I'm hoping she's in it, but um she yeah she's great in the comic books is is it a black man who takes over or did they make that okay no so they i had think that it originally? is a black man i think it is a black man in the comics yes. well obviously it's really cool on the you know to have like the lead be a black you know star mm-hmm. also i just saw a trailer for like the what's the new thing with like a bunch of asian Eternals? cast members oh yeah, no pretty- uh oh shang shang chi or yeah ah uh, uh, yeah i can't wait to i don't think i even too. heard about it that it's good. Um, no, yeah. So they did address a lot. They actually had a lot of uh, the plot line in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was kind of addressing the uh, um, how uh, the, there being a black Captain America, like even in the show, like they're like, you know, there, there was a, an old 
an old African-American man who was like a super soldier, like kind of similar to Captain America. And, and he was like experimented on and imprisoned and, and, uh, and uh, Anthony Mackie, Sam's character is, 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 finds him and they're talking about how, you know, the country will never accept the black Captain America. And it's very like poignant and they talk about it freely. And I thought that was really cool. So uh, I'm sure they're going to include that more in the the movie too. Um, but I mean, he's got a, he's got some, a badass suit now. Uh, he's a cool, he's, he's funny. He's a good character. So yeah, it is nice to see, to see that. Um, so they got some good things coming. I don't know if, if you probably don't have any thoughts on this, but no, I just agree that I like to see that there's more diversity, but I'm not a huge Marvel person. And I yes. like Anthony Mackie. So Yeah, he is funny. Um, Mackie Gyllenhaal will direct an adaptation of Elena Ferrante's The Last The Lost Daughter. The Lost Daughter will be Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut. The movie is about a, young, a woman who, while on a summer holiday, finds herself becoming obsessed with another woman and her daughter, prompting memories of her own uh, early motherhood to come back and unravel her. The, the adaptation starring Olivia Coleman, Dakota Johnson, Paul Mescal, and more marks Gyllenhaal's directorial debut, which was already stated. I probably should have. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say who was in it, though. <laughs> um, that is a good cast. It kind of gives me. Uh, is it like a thriller? I don't. It seems like a drama, but this, there's a similar thing that's coming out. Was it with Natalie Portman and whoever? Mm-hmm. It's about the woman who's studying the other woman. She's an actress mm-hmm. and she's spying on them. Isn't that kind of like? Isn't that kind of like mm-hmm. Portrait of a Lady on Fire a little bit? Well, that's maybe, but yeah. I mean, well, that's um, how it kind of starts out. I mean, I actually like Maggie Gyllenhaal a lot. I feel like you don't like her for some reason, uh, Angelo. She's, uh, <laughs> she's. I mean, she's okay. She's just like. Uh, she kind of is riding on Jake's uh, unbathed coattails. <laughs> they, they're <laughs> stinky, very separate. I think they're stinky, separate. Stinky coattails. <laughs> they just can't help themselves. They have to tell people they don't shower. Yeah. Ele- Elena Ferrante, she's the one who did My Brilliant Friend. They adapted that on HBO, I believe. And uh, she also, I think, wrote another book that she's written a few books. But um, yeah, I mean, I like I love obviously doing a book to movie adaptation. And, you know, I've been I recently watched Stranger Than Fiction again, and she's in that. And she's just I don't know. She's oh, so good in that in movie. That. <laughs> she's a terrible Rachel in, bat, in, the, in the Batman okay. movie, though. She is. But so is Katie Holmes. So, like, I mean, it wasn't a good that role ever, is a but... flat role, honestly. It could be. Yeah, well, it's depending written on who, pretty badly. Depending <laughs> on who's in it, it could not be a flat. Role. Kate Blanchett. No, <laughs> no, she's too old. She's Allie. What do you old. think about Maggie Gyllenhaal? Um, I've been wanting to see. Is that on Netflix? The Deuce or whatever? Something Teacher. (laughs) The Deuce. That she's in. I I don't know. I saw my Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And um, yeah, I have like no negative or I have no opinion really. I I haven't seen her. I mean, I also don't think I've invested a ton of time in watching anything that she's like a lead in, but I am interested in the premise of this show. So I'd watch it. They don't really look anything alike, do they? They kind of. Maggie. Sort of. No. I mean, a little she, bit. She's got more thin features than he does. Like mm. she's very thin. Yeah, she's got a <laughs> her face a, is very. She has yeah. a small face. Um, Chang Tatum and Zoe Kravitz feel dating rumors with New York City bike ride via page six. Wow, <laughs> page six, the tabloids. We um, like page six. <laughs> oh, I love page six. Channing Tatum my head with garbage. and Zoe Kravitz may have dispelled dating rumors in the past, but they appeared very much coupled up during a recent sighting in New York City. Um, I always get her confused with her mother who's dating 
Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I Lisa thought for Bonet. a second, yeah. So for a, for a second, I thought that like she was cheating on Jason Momoa because there's because so, they look Lisa, identical. I mean, Lisa, Lisa Bonet has not aged at all. <clears throat> like Lisa Bonet, how there's a pretty decent age gap between her and Jason Momoa, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't hear you saying anything about that, Ellie. I mean, I don't think it's like 20 years. <laughs> Ellie doesn't. Ellie's notorious for hating age gaps. I don't like um, a 60 year old man with a well, 20 to 30 year old woman. Neither do I. You don't seem to think about it as much as no, I. No, I don't like that. I think like <laughs> 55 and 35 is not bad, that bad. She's 53 mm. years old. And how old is Jason Momoa? He's not out. 30. <laughs> no. Are they 10 years apart? I'm see. okay with a 10 year gap, 10 to 12. 42. He's okay. 42. That's actually that's not fine. as that's not as big as I thought I was gonna. No, do. it's not. I don't like when the person can be the parent of the other person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a Neither distinction. I, I think this is a complicated matter. Yeah, but I know <laughs> I have support. I mean, Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa. They, I mean, you can't get much more attractive than that pairing, really. Well, I, I at least I don't know if you guys have seen these pictures, but they're pretty iconic. The pictures of them oh, on the Zoe bike. Kravitz oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't I seen. Mean, hold on, it's like a regular filming. bike. <laughs> Are they filming together? I don't know. Okay. I thought I saw maybe they were doing something together. So I, no, yeah, was... he's in the Pussy Island or the Dick Island or whatever she's directing. Oh, right. What's it okay. called? Dick Island? Hold on. Let's see. I, yeah, I, I see I don't it. know. Zoe Kravitz is just so fucking cool. Like, Yeah, she's amazing. Channing Tatum's a hottie, too. I know. Well, I know, I but even... I'm just... He looks better now. He's he, got a little. I am not that. Sh- a, I am not that into him, but I understand why people think he's attractive. Right, I'm looking at it. Thir- oh, Isn't he she's, He's forty. I think he says he's so. older. He's forty-one. I didn't know he, he was forty-one good. years old. Shannon Taylor. All that dancing. Yeah, keeps looking, him young. They're looking good. Look at that bike. Nice bike, actually. That's a cool bike. I don't know. They just look like Zoe Kravitz is just like effortless. I don't know. She just. She's so yeah. pretty. Yeah, it's Pussy Island. <laughs> you just want to say Pussy Island. No, I was like, Pussy I Island. I thought it was. Di- I thought. Could, I thought it was Dick Island. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Could it be Dick Island? <laughs> We're not phallic centric in this house. Um, <laughs> yeah, they get cozy. I support them together. Um, all right, uh, new trailer for the Eternals release. This is that new movie with fucking new Marvel movie with Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, a bunch of people. Um, I, I, the first trailer I saw, I was like, this is going to suck. It's also directed by Chloe, uh, Zhao, I believe, uh, no, who did no man land. Yep. Mm. Um, so at first I was like, when I saw the first trailer, I was like, I don't know what this is about. It doesn't really look that intriguing, but then the second trailer got my juices flowing with some action. Richard Madden is like almost like a Superman. Like he's got some fucking laser eyes and shit. Um, so and they have a, I think they have a very they have a very diverse cast for that which is cool. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I didn't like want well, telling you of you to watch it because none of you care, but I think it's coming out in November. I'm curious about Angelina Jolie's return. Yeah, I don't really care about her being. I mean, it's a big get. Oh, I think Selma Hayek's in it too. That's true. I, I, I mean, I don't. It's a big get for Marvel just because she's such like an A lister. But her legend has grown more than her actual performances thoughts i don't know though because she has she's had a long career and that was like sort of before our time i feel like her heyday was i mean gone in 60 seconds oh yeah. my god 60 seconds <laughs> john voight changeling fuck her fuck her dad john voight fuck him um 
Any thoughts, Allie? <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not that into this genre, but Angelina Jolie's got some chops on her. I'm so confused. She's, she's had know. a wide range of like she has had done such a wide range. Of, I don't know if you've seen she, that many of she, the films that she did when she was younger. She was a yeah. white woman with braids and gone in sixty seconds. So, uh, kind of like Dreddies. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, oh wait, okay, now I know back. what you're talking about. Yeah. I remember that. But and she's banging Nick Cage in that. So, um, feel oh trailer for Star Wars Visions released. I'm very excited about this. Um, <laughs> It's supposed to come out in September 22nd. Uh, it's it's their first uh, venture into the anime space. So they're doing like seven anime uh, studios are creating nine episodes. Uh, and it looks awesome. I watched the trailer before we started. I'm like, it fucking looks sick. I'm not even an anime fan, really. But if it's Star Wars and you can just do so much cooler shit with animation and uh, anime always like does really cool things with like I don't know people's powers and they're going to they're going to have some sweet interpretations of the force I think so I'm excited about that I don't think anyone will and maybe Ariana will watch it I don't know I, I'm getting so I just feel kind of exhausted about like the energy that Marvel and Star Wars suck up from Hollywood like they just feels it feels like now it's all <laughs> collapsing under like everything else is like collapsing and like yeah. the Marvel and the Star Wars is getting bigger and Disney is soon going to own Hollywood. Like, they're going to own everything. Like, yeah. like I feel like they're going to start releasing movies that are like set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe no, that are other I, movies. They better no. not. They better not. <laughs> like <laughs> dramas will be set yeah. in the, it'll be like a meta movie inside of a movie. Like an indie movie in like the New York City while fucking it's, it's getting like, blown up by the Avengers. <laughs> I just like can't, like I can't, it's so hard. It sucks all the air out of the room. No, I don't like it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But but this is I think they're doing cool. Th like they're not just doing the same old reboots and shit like they're doing anime and it's not anime based on any like existing plot lines or existing stories like it's it's completely own thing, which I think is good. I mean, I yeah, like I get anime. it. Yeah. But but yeah, they are they are owning everything. <laughs> uh, Field of Dreams series and development at Peacock. I don't know. <laughs> What the fuck? Questionable. I, I mean, I love Field of Dreams. That's a it's great like movie. Special place in my heart. Ariana, do you like Field of Dreams? I mean, I wouldn't watch it now, but I guess James it was Will fine. Jones. James Earl Jones is great in that fucking movie. Just him and uh, Kevin Costner in the apartment, and like he wants to beat the shit out of Kevin Costner with like a bat. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just again, Graham. I'm like, why are these the things where we're renegotiating? Just right. Can't, there's so many things you can make into a show, and they're like, we'll just do Field of Dreams. We'll do Home Alone again. No, I know. We'll do. It's like what the, the fuck? reboots are. Yeah, the reboots, the reboots are. are I'm really tired. Ariana <laughs> gets so tired of just hearing about these things. I mean, there was a lot of Marvel news. I feel yeah. like. I mean, just because. Update. Just I, too much. Like there's I so much so like room for content. And, yeah, yeah, there's so many stories and books and things, and I know I they they do the scout them out. But... Past week of news, and there wasn't that much. Although I added no, a couple Marvel that's... things. No, I think that they're relevant, but that's the problem is that you looked and this is all you could find. No, I know. It's like they're overlooking <laughs> well, so many it's things. It's always just a dead time for movies right now. I mean, right now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a dead time with COVID and just in general. I think, I think in the fall, we're going to start getting a lot of good tv and and movie news um 824 824 yeah uh, supreme barbara mm -hmm. streisand says lady gaga and bradley cooper's a star is born was the wrong idea 
The singer and actor who starred in the 1976 version of A Star, Born, a Star is Born said in a new interview about the 2018 remake, at first when I heard it was going to be done again, it was supposed to be Will Smith and Beyonce. And I thought that's interesting. Really make it different again, different kind of music, integrated actors. I thought it was a great idea. So I was surprised when I saw how alike it was to the version that I did in 1976. Streisand said she thought the remake of a remake of a remake was the wrong idea, but she can't argue with success. And then she also went on to say, I don't care so much about success as I do originality. Um, what are her thoughts on a Will Smith Beyonce a star is more? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I have to say that that would have been strange. But <laughs> the acting, honestly, in A Star is Born is bad. And I think that it rested on the music for sure. Yeah, I think the music. And so what would be the difference if it, will, it was Will Smith and Beyonce? R Beyonce would have just as much of good musical numbers. as Yeah, Lady but Gaga her, 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 her but I think her acting would be worse than Lady Gaga's. What could they I mean, with that script? I, I write on the typewriter. But it, it wouldn't be the same script because it would be completely different music. I know, but I'm just and, saying it's like the whole thing is, I don't know. A Star is Born is overrated. Barbara Streisand sure. needs to get off her high horse, though. <laughs> yeah, she still loves Michael Jackson, so. How does she? <laughs> yeah, she's like, he didn't do anything. I mean, she's got a nice voice, I guess, but she's just like, dude, like you're not something that special. I don't know. It's a weird time to give these comments. She though. was also on like it was an Australian show that she gave these comments on. <laughs> like she's I wonder you know, what the context was that they brought it up. I don't know. They I mean, what else what else do you question. talk to Barbara Streisand about these days? Yeah, good point. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, anyways. All right. So that's it for uh the movie news. Um, all right, let's get on to Doubt, review of the Doubt movie. Doubt is a 2008 American drama film written and directed by John Patrick Shanley based on his Pulitzer Prize winning and Tony Award winning 2004 stage place Doubt, a parable. Produced by Scott Rudin. Boo. He's canceled. Uh, the film takes place at a Roman Catholic elementary school named for St. Nate St. Nicholas, led by Sister Aloysius, Meryl, played by Meryl Streep. Sister James, played by Amy Adams, uh, tells Aloysius that Father Flynn, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, might be paying too much attention to the school's only black student, Donald Miller, played by Joseph Foster, thus leading to Aloysius investigating, uh, investigating Flynn's behavior. The film also features Viola Davis as Donald Miller's, Donald Miller's mother, Mrs. Miller. All right. Doubt. So, intro scene. Uh, we're kind of getting a view of Boston. Uh, a boy is waking up. He's woken up to go to church. I think it's maybe the kid, Jimmy, uh, going to church service as an altar boy. Uh, when he gets there, there's two boys doing service, him and uh, we, who we find out is Donald uh, Miller. Uh, we we start into Hoffman giving uh, a, ser a sermon, or I should say Father Flynn giving a sermon. Uh, we get a glimpse of Sister James, played by Amy Adams in the audience, and Sister Aloysius played by Meryl Streep is disciplining some children throughout the, uh, throughout the audience. A uh, couple things that I like. Um, the shots are very crisp. A lot of Dutch angles in this movie. I know I was getting a little um, bit by the side angles. I was like, they need to stop. They, they need did to it a couple times. I didn't, think, I didn't think it was over overbearing. There uh, were certain things about it that I felt took away from. And I think it was just a, the fact that it was 2008 i don't know but there were yeah, certain maybe. like edit stylistic choices where i was like we don't need to do this <laughs> yeah it, it was a long ass intro scene um and i wrote here that i think hoffman is in the same tier as a daniel day lewis um he's captivating on screen 
Mm. Absolutely captivating. He's that good. Uh, his character is very charismatic. Um, uh, Meryl Streep has a great smack on that kid's head uh, when he's walking, <laughs> when he's like got his head down. And she's just disciplining everybody. Uh, she had a lot of funny lines in the beginning of this movie. Howard Shore did the music for this movie. He also did the music for Lord of the Rings. That's what I thought. Composer. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what the music is for this movie because it's a lot of just church hymns playing in the background or like traditional church music. So maybe he's right, did some different arrangements or whatever. But uh, any other thoughts on this beginning scene? Um, I I mean, so what time period is this supposed to be? Like the 64. 60s, right? Like 64, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. So it is yeah. so upsetting that he's been robbed of the chance to act in more movies but yeah i mean he this is like a true chess match like lineup this of these actors this is an actor's fucking this is a master class in acting yeah this <laughs> this movie is basically all dialogue it is and, and it's, it's really not boring. that action-packed but it's so compelling like i was like i still love this movie and like it's really not not that much really happens but it's it's shorter than i remember like it goes by mm-hmm. quicker than you remember there's not a lot of many like there's not many points in the movie where you're like it flows very nicely and there's not like a bunch of parts where like oh i remember that part there's like a couple obviously a couple iconic scenes but it does go pretty quickly i mean this movie just i feel it just remind it just made me feel uncomfortable because like i find church just such an uncomfortable setting and i always am like squinting at like priests when they do when they're very chummy like he is like when they're when they're yep. very charismatic it makes me suspicious so well yeah i mean yeah it's uh, fuck yeah it's it's good Allie. what about Ellie? yeah your thoughts oh yeah um i thought the beginning it's so like kind of morose and grim yep. looking like it's a very yeah, pallid gray. A gray movie yeah <laughs> but there's also yeah i wrote rest in peace philip seymour hoffman i miss him like he's just i don't know he's king but uh, yeah, I just agree with what you guys were saying. I just think it's for a movie that's so dialogue heavy, it doesn't feel like it. And there's mm-hmm. never a point where it drags really. It just, they carry the tension so well. And I just think the theme of like tension and these contrasts they build between like the priests versus the nuns and um, Amy Adams and the way she is versus um, uh, Sister, Sister, Alois. Alois. Sister Alois. Sister yeah. Alois. Sister James. Versus Aloysius? Sister Aloysius. I don't know. I think it's Aloysius. Oh, I think it's Aloysius. <laughs> Aloysius? Sister it's, Altoid? It's, it's Aloysius. <laughs> I don't know. I just call her Street. I can't, I'm not going to say it. But yeah, no, I love this film. It it stands the test of time. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I was going to say, it's it's very interesting that this the director did the stage play too and he just completely transitions into a movie kind of flawlessly mm-hmm. seamlessly like it doesn't feel like a play it's not like a ma Rainey's black bottom where they're like almost kind of trying to make it a play with a small set i mean they don't go everywhere in this movie but it doesn't feel like a very contained set either mm-hmm. um so yeah after the sermon uh donald the altar boy donald miller speaks with father flynn and then they spend some time together and then we kind of have a glimpse of amy adams getting ready being a nun See, this is the kind of shit I love in a movie, like a very specialized, like niche, like nuns, or I don't know if it was like in Mulan, even though we hated that movie, like when they were showing her getting ready to like go out to like the matchmaker, stuff like that, where they show people getting ready and all like the little details and the nuance. Um, I really liked her getting ready to be just a nun in the convent, them all waking up like at fucking 5 a.m. Uh, I used to work at a... Um, at a nursing home so of all nuns so uh it was definitely 
close to my heart. All the cute old nuns who were like kind of out of it. I like them. <laughs> Thoughts? Um, was there the scene in the beginning where uh, Donald, he comes in and he says, do you think I'm fat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that made yeah, me sad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to watch a movies like the older I get where kids are like isolated, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can they they do a lot of really subtle cues or indications when it comes to the kids and like maybe trying to say that like when when they're maybe trying to imply something of abuse or something suspicious, they do like really subtle work with like the kids and like their reactions to things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do kind of get that from it takes, I feel like a few times of watching it to catch some of the expressions when they pan out and look at some of the kids throughout the movie. But I do feel like, yeah, it's pretty nuanced in that way. Um, Yeah, I agree with Angela. I like the ritual of things like when they show just what's involved, especially with the nuns, because they have a very similar day to day while in contrast with the priests. (laughs) Which we'll get to that scene. That's a great that's a great scene. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so we gotta get our first glimpse into the schoolroom setting. So uh Amy Adams is outside talking to one of the kids. Uh one of the kids touches Amy Adams, which is like a big William number. London. Yeah, William London. So uh Streep calls him, calls him up to discipline him. Uh Amy's teaching in the class, her sister James, and uh, Sister Elosius just comes in just to basically inspect and investigate and just like discipline the kids um <laughs> so yeah and then well i guess we'll stop at that scene uh, like the uh the the classroom scene any any thoughts on that i thought it was so the kid with the transistor radio was really fucking funny mm. where he's just like what are you talking about like he just had the wire in his ear that was funny um and just just streep is just so fucking good as his characters um nothing is more annoying as a teacher than when another teacher comes in your class and like takes over so (laughs) i was a little bit annoyed by that um but yeah the william london thing that kid's a little shit but i don't know i had some different thoughts about Mm -hmm. him by the end of the movie right um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean meryl streep is just transformed completely in this role uh even her face is just so <laughs> like there's just they no do, color on her well, face. Like they she's do a very good pale. job of making her seem really old. Mm-hmm. Like in like you never see anything else besides her face. Like you never see her hair, like any little bit of her hair. Um but uh but yeah, that was um yeah, it was uh a great a great scene of her first in in the in the school. Mm-hmm. Um but then they have then they have the dinner with the nuns, uh, <laughs> which is funny, but but it's she brings up that she thinks something is going on with Father Flynn, and she kind of like tells the sisters to be on high alert. Um, so that was interesting. That where I, they're also drinking milk with dinner. That's disgusting. Oh, I know. Uh, I wrote ew. So gross. And also, it's like why? Why does Streep even say she feels like something's going on? Do she, you remember the end? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say she indicates at the end. This is when. They focus on mm-hmm. William London. And oh, he has yes. an adverse oh, adverse touches. reaction to yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I forgot about that. The, Father Flynn. Grabbing the wrist. Yeah, I mm-hmm. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so school continued. Uh, we we kind of continue to get a glimpse into Adams and Streep, like their relationship. Uh, I do love the super old nuns, like, like when they're at lunch and the nun 
just like saying how much she likes like the the chicken chow mein and she's got like her sleeve like gets in the food and Meryl Streep is like sweet and she <laughs> and she like cleans off her sleeve and I love when she's inspecting uh sister james's desk and she gets the she pulls out she's like candy and then uh sister james is like cough chop she's like candy by another name (laughs) (laughs) it's just like so ridiculous um also the throughout the whole movie they're closing windows with bad weather out Mm -hmm. what does that mean (laughs) there's wind through the whole movie well yeah yeah there's this I don't know. It's like the tumultuousness, I guess. Of this, yeah. The of outside the influence trying to get into the, oh, mm-hmm. to the, the tradition, church. like trying to disrupt. That's a good point. Progression versus tradition. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so then we kind of get a, oh, there's also a part where she just like freaks out about the ballpoint pens. She <laughs> finds a ballpoint pen on the floor and she's like, make some bright, like monkeys. They have to press down. <laughs> um, it's just it's just crazy. So then uh, Father Flynn, we get a glimpse of him teaching the gym class. And I always find it so funny when these priests like just wear like a crew neck over their fucking <laughs> priest outfit. And then they're, then they're just like a gym teacher. Um, I just like that outfit. But he's teaching him how to play basketball. And then we get this thing with his fucking nails. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he's very obsessed with the nails of the boys clean nails he's like i don't care how long they are they just got to be clean like he wears his nails creepily long um so yeah i don't know any thoughts on the whole nail thing i don't know it's (laughs) they like leave just enough doubt for you to there's just certain details about him that that like chill my bones like the nail thing really unsettles me but i don't know what they're trying to indicate with that there's like two things like the nails and the flowers i don't know if they're trying to indicate like that he's gay or is it that he's just right. weird? Like, I don't. And like, obviously there's conflation between the two in the sixties, but I don't know. Just like the bad, the whole, even just like school gym teachers. And it's just unsettling. Like it's just creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point. I was struggling with what is the, what are they trying to say about the fingernails besides? Yeah. Like, is he effeminate? And then again, are they conflating that with him having inappropriate relationships with the boys? So yeah, next, um, Donald, he gets sent to the rectory during class, uh, during Sister James class. Uh, then they're, they're in the uh, gymnasium doing like learning dance class, the bossa nova, uh, while one kid is doing the mashed potato, which I just wrote like, who decided that was the dance move? And like, also the dance move was just very not like, I don't even know what it was. He was just kind of like moving his hands back and forth. <laughs> um, but she sees um, Father Flynn putting something in somebody's locker and she goes, uh, she goes there. She finds that it's a, like an undershirt, a white undershirt. And then shortly after, Donald wants to go home. Thoughts there? Anything? Um, not really. I mean, trouble's brewing. But mm-hmm. yeah, right. I don't know. I think Amy Adams is an interesting vehicle in this movie for like how yep. she interacts with both uh, Father Flynn and Sister Eltoid. Aloysius. <laughs> Aloysius. Uh, what I thought was interesting about the scene is when they when Donald wants to go home, they don't even show him. It's like yeah. they only show the back of Amy Adams talking to him. I just thought that was an interesting artistic choice. Uh, so after this, 
Sister James tells Sister Loisius about Donald Miller and Father Flynn that something she feels like something is going on. Uh, we then find out from Sister James that there was alcohol on Donald's breath after he returned from the rectory. So at this point, I wrote and I think I kind of found out later is like I was like was in the 60 64 like this was obviously a known thing that priests were predatory I think like she seems to indicate it sister Delosha, well but. yeah I think that's evidenced by the way that I don't think sister Aloysius likes men at all <laughs> I, I mean I think that the way that she chooses to move through matters she understands that there's really no that they are kind of like they have to stick together because all of the men are higher ups. Well, that's where she has a good line in this. There's no man I can go to men ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming it's been a long held thing, like yeah. a, a long held tradition in the church. Shall we say that there's a lot of pedophiles. Yeah. And they, there is a little lunch with the boys uh, intermingled here where Seymour uh, is uh, having lunch with the boys. Uh, they're talking about like dating, like if a, if a, you ask a girl to dance and she says no. Um, nothing really of note there. I think I don't know what they're trying to do with that scene, but when is it when he's talking about a fat woman at lunch with the other? <laughs> we missed that. We, we miss that, but it's just more the dichotomy between the priest lunches, the priest dinners and the, mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, but nuns dinners. But what does he say? He He's just talking. He's just telling some story about how a mother's fat and then the daughter's, daughter's going to be fat. fat. And like, there's just such a, I don't know. It's just they even more than like comparing the chaos versus like the reserved nuns. They do compare like what men what they're do allowed behind to get away closed with. doors and yeah. how they speak about people and i think i was like okay first of all philip seymour hoffman you're talking about someone being fat <laughs> <laughs> he's a little chunky he's boy. husk he's husky but like just like the way that he's talking about well, women no, yeah. is well, it's very it, derogatory and it's also like an examination of like how the priests can indulge in whatever yeah. vice they want and the nuns can't like it's it's really yeah just another double standard well, I think it's also demonstrating his ability to kind of be like a chameleon. Oh, like, yeah. clearly, the other priests think it's so funny that he's speaking that way. But, like, does he really feel that way? It's hard to know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. Um, so this is where I, I don't think I, Streep won the Oscar for this, right? She just got nominated. I'm not sure. Right. Did she did the fucking. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, she should have if she she didn't. I mean, we know about Viola Davis, which we'll talk about. But um, all right. So. The crew, which I, which is Father Flynn, Sister Aloysius, and Sister James, they meet in uh, Sister Aloysius's office for to talk about the Christmas pageant in quotations, because uh, they really just want to talk about Donald Miller. So the, the kind of the conversation starts where Flynn is a little bit more progressive, like he wants to put a secular song in the pageant, and he wants them to be more progressive. He wants the church to be friendlier, and Streep is like what are you talking about? Like, she's very old school. Um, she's kind of more conservative. And then they bring up, well, I think uh, they talk about Frosty the Snowman, uh, how Amy Adams wants Frosty the Snowman. And Father Fun's like, yeah, we can have one of the boys dress up as a snowman. And then <laughs> Meryl Streep's like, which boy? Uh, and then his, <laughs> and then like, she brings up Donald Miller and how since he's their first black student, they shouldn't like promote him, but they also shouldn't hide him. They should just like, you know, make sure to be careful about what they do. Um, and then they get into the, the, uh, the first conversation about uh, Donald Miller and uh, the alleged acts. Um, Flynn alleges that Donald was caught drinking altar wine and he took pity on him and he didn't want him 
uh, he Donald didn't want to get removed from the altar boys, but now that it's out there, he has to, he has to remove him from the altar boys. A uh, couple thoughts on this. So I guess I'll start uh, one before they get into the office. When uh, Meryl, Meryl Streep's trying to make a couple jokes, she's like, <laughs> she says that all nuns like nuns fall sometimes. They go, <laughs> she's like, we go down like dominoes because um, of the habits. They're very long and they get in the way of them walking. I thought that was funny. Then uh, there's a. Uh, she says to Sister James because the one old nun gets hit by a branch from the storm, so she gets a bloody nose. And William London also might have faked a, a, a bloody nose earlier in the movie, or he got a bloody nose. And she just goes to Sister James, I'm getting to think you're punching people, and just nobody laughs. Um, <laughs> also funny how like the man just takes the the desk, takes her desk mm-hmm. when when they go in there. The, the awkwardness of this tea serving um, when they're putting the cubes of, of sugar in there. This is just a great fucking, I mean, this is another powerhouse acting uh, performance by these two going at each other. Fucking lions going at each other, ripping each other apart. Anyways, thoughts on this scene? Um, I just want to say like that before this scene, when Amy Adams is uh, or sister James is initially confiding in sister Aloysius, they, they do it in like the garden shed. They, yeah. the way that they talk is very coded, which I thought was interesting. It's like, they have an unspoken system of how to refer to things. Yeah. Like when she's like, well, Donald, Donald Miller has a savior and it's oh. like father mm. Flynn. And it's yeah. just such a like, but she knows exactly what she's talking about when she says that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, of course, I cringe when Philip Seymour Hoffman sits at the desk. I'm like, get the fuck out of there. You know. <laughs> um, the constant opening and shutting of the the blinds, yep. shining and the light on and, and closing, closing the window. Them. Probably. And also they. Um, oh, it just lost me. I can't what? remember. I just, I just, lo- I just lost it. I don't know. And the sugar, the sugar cube. Sugar cube is funny. <laughs> I was Three. like, I could go for a sugar cube, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then he starts this, he writes down the sermon idea and he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta write something down. And he's like, what's the idea? Intolerance. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that's fantastic. I mean, he's just so fucking good. They're powerhouses. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. Like, it's just amazing. Uh, Ellie, any thoughts on this? Yeah. You guys kind of hit most of what I was thinking about, but I would say, obviously they're both powerhouses in the scene, but it also kind of demonstrates how they're both like intellectually Mm-hmm. very very matched like they're and it's kind of hard to know like who's going to dominate but you know that Meryl Streep is so relentless yeah um and then how Amy Adams character really is kind of a pawn between the two of them it's not that she's not smart it's just that she can be more easily swayed and you know you can get more into that later though so after this scene uh Flynn delivers a sermon about gossip uh, very pointed <laughs> directed to, and of course sister james and sister aloysius are in the audience so it's it's clear uh and also it, it is it is known that sister james kind of is on his side now after like he explained the all the drinking of the wine and everything like she she feels like he, she's on the more of his side than the sister aloysius side so after after that uh sister james is in the courtyard they're kind of talking and uh this is where sister James reveals to father Flynn that he saw, she saw him with the undershirt and um, you know, he just kind of gives him a bullshit excuse and, and he kind of con- continues to deny it. And he tries to convince, he does a pretty good job of convincing sister James that he didn't do anything wrong. Basically like sister Loisius, she's just always trying to, you know, put down people who are trying to make, you know, 
put change and make the church friendlier and be progressive. And well, here's the thing, like what sister James never brought up the undershirt to Streep mm-hmm. at this point. This is the first time, like in the beginning, she never said, Hey, I found an undershirt. Like, so to me, that's like a whole missing piece that where Streep says she's like, she's not sure of hundred percent sure, but like, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. It's it's kind of a weird link that I didn't notice. Like, I don't notice that. I just think I, I always thought that Streep had every single detail, but yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting when uh, Sister Aloysia said to Sister James when she was like, oh, well, that solves everything. And she said, <laughs> you just want things to be resolved so you can have simplicity back, basically, yeah. so that you don't have to think about these uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that i don't know i viewed him now as being very manipulative with the way that he specifically opens his bible to the flowers next to her he's asking about her brother mm-hmm. um and it's it's interesting because yeah it's interesting because he seems to be advocating for progressive mm-hmm. you know morals at the church but is that just like a ruse to to let him get away with yeah. being more friendly with the children or is it really the true nature that that's really the reason why Aloysius doesn't like him is because he's mm-hmm. trying to push change. I, I also mm-hmm. wanted to say that I don't know if anyone's listened to the song <laughs> Babylon by Lady Gaga on her latest I album. I don't think so, no. But she has a line that goes, that's gossip. And I wrote <laughs> before that's gossip. There was and that yeah. is gossip. Yeah, that <laughs> sermon is bone chilling. He has a I mean, like I hate catholic church and i and but i mean these written sermons are fucking like he's so good like they are captivating captivating sermons. they are but he even in his sermon he's painting women as like these little of these course. hags that are yeah. these you know what i mean so it's like well no i'm not saying i love the content no i know i'm like, saying it was like, a really well de- delivered yeah. speech but i'm saying like the small details of the way that he views women i feel like are just like especially even the voice he gives her like oh this this yeah. dumb but father o'rorick yeah. i can't i can't I can't get all the feathers. Yeah. And why does he choose an Irish accent for Father O'Rourke? <laughs> well, because he's, he's Irish, you, Father what O'Rourke. Irish? Well, it's like an yeah. Irish Catholic. I mean, it's Boston, Irish Catholic. But uh, yeah, that is a cool, a very cool. I mean, I like the analogy, all the feathers. That's yeah. gossip. Um, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> Allie, what do you think about that? I love, I always, that scene where they show the feathers flying yeah. always just stuck with me. I think that's just, it's interesting that they, they incorporate that. And, and that's the only monologue where they cut away to some story that he's telling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know because the undershirt in the locker is interesting because is that really still proof or not? Because he was an altar boy. So I don't know well, if Streep knew that or not. No. Well, she didn't know it, but like, I'm not saying that it's like a smoking gun, but I'm like, okay, you right. add that into her suspicions. I feel like she might've been more confident in her decision at the end of the movie. I don't know. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. So Donald, he kind of gets bullied for the first, we kind of see him getting bullied for the first time. Like William London just knocks all the shit out of his bag and he's got to pick everything up. And then this is the first scene where you see, I believe it's where you see Father Flynn kind of ignore him because he is he's he knows the eyes are on him. And then as soon as he get he gets bullied, uh, he comes out there, he kind of comforts him, he almost gives him like a kiss on the forehead almost. Yeah, like, which seems like a <laughs> a bold move. Yeah, yeah. And and Sister James does see this. And this is the uh the meeting between Mrs. Miller, 
uh, Donald's mother, Viola Davis, and uh, Sister Lucius. The funny, the hilarious part in there is where she's just listening to the transistor radio. Um, I just <laughs> I was so funny. mad at her for that. I, just like, I love so, it though. It's so I just funny. think it's so fucking funny. She's like, she's just like, you know, I just love it. Um, so this is the scene that wins Viola Davis the Oscar. Okay. Well, she's only in one fucking scene, but uh, so there's there's a lot to die, you know, to dissect in this conversation. But essentially, Mrs. Miller tells Streep that. You know, she thinks Donald's gay. You know, she thinks his father beats him basically for it. She she's just happy that Donald's in a great school. Uh, he just needs to make it till June is kind of what she keeps saying. He's like, he just needs to make it till June. She's glad that Father Flynn is a supportive um, figure in Donald's life, even though she's kind of like, OK, if he's molesting him, she but she's happy that someone's caring for him. And uh she just wants him to graduate, really. And yeah, I mean, let's I guess we'll just talk about that. There's probably some more stuff in there. But I mean, Viola's got the snot running from her nose at the end. I mean, uh, thoughts? Um, I mean, I wrote, OK, Angelo acting like this scene doesn't deserve. No, an Oscar. it's a fucking great scene. I just it's like it's phenomenal. always it's always hard for me to justify an Oscar from a one scene. Or, but, the, like, but the whole movie is one, like it's all one scene. I don't know. Like Amy, when it's a like movie Amy that's Adam based on dialogue like that. A, she's a supporting actress in this movie. I'm not saying she deserved the Oscar, but like that to me is a supporting actress. But I don't know. This is such a good scene. I like the pacing I love of her. it. She's great. I think it's cool how like it seems like when the action of the scenes picking up, they're like walking. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's complicated. She's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. She wants her son to do well. Uh, but she obviously knows how hard it is for a black kid in America to mm. in that time period to be successful. And the father is another problem. She can't really do anything about that. She's mm. clearly working her ass off. And yeah. I mean, she's sort of trying to maybe deny what's going on so that she doesn't. Ha- I mean, she wants her son to be successful. But yeah, there's really no no easy answer for her. And it's interesting yeah. to have sister Aloysius sort of judge her because she doesn't have the same concerns. You know, she doesn't have children. She doesn't have an abusive husband. So, right. And I think she just also thinks of it. It was like, okay, like uh, molesting is molesting. Like there's no um, black or white, like not, not even black and white as skin color, but it's just not, there's no gray gray area, but from Viola Davis's point of view, it's like, there is a lot of gray area. Well, because it's not just a normal it's white kid. Interesting. Cause Viola Davis points out, but why is it my son? Like he gets taken off the altar, yeah, right. you know, he gets in trouble and he he's more isolated. Why not the man? So it was just, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a lot of interesting back and forth. Allie thoughts. Yeah. I just thought there, yeah, there was just so many complexities to what she was saying, but again, it's like this, obviously their position as yeah he's the only black boy in the school but then this element of the being homophobic and conflating yeah. pedophilia with that oh, or yeah founding them and so she's saying well maybe my son had some part mm-hmm. in this relationship with father flynn and how like she you know and maybe she doesn't really believe that but she has to tell herself something because she's dealing with the fact she has gay son abusive husband yeah. and she just wants him to get through the year which is just so sad that like that's the only option that the family has with her child so um and also i mean the, the great line is let him have him then basically saying like whatever <laughs> just like let this guy have him like yeah 
Yeah, it's just a scene. It's an incredible scene. Um, so after that, Flynn comes in. I mean, this this is the scene of the movie. Uh, Flynn comes in to basically tell off Streep uh, to say, like, you know, why are you chasing this? You know, because he does see that Donald Miller was it or that Mrs. Miller was in the office. So he's basically coming to say, like, why the fuck was she in the office? What are you doing? And um, I mean, I'm not going to, there's just a lot of kind of go, going in circles a little bit. You've got the thunder and lightning in the background as like, they're kind of going at each other. That felt very theater esque. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, goosebumps when he, she grabs the crucifix, just starts fucking, you know, just freaking out. Uh, I don't know. Thoughts on some of the lines in the Sammy. This is like the best fucking, one of the best scenes I've ever seen in my life. Uh, before we go to that, I just want to talk about the brief scene of Sister James where she like yells at the students for oh, oh, yeah, the yeah, one scene before that. that. So, yeah. and I, God, I was so sad when she picked on Donald in class. Yeah, she does pick on Donald because he's actu- paying attention. Yeah. And actually, it seemed like the Jimmy kid was trying to help him when he wanted mm-hmm. the, to say the answer. And, and then he gets sent to the principal's office. Everyone's telling him off, and she almost makes him cry when he comes back. And mm-hmm. she kind of realizes. I don't know. It seems I, like she's she's finally like addressing the complexity in her life and it's affecting her <laughs> negatively. Yeah, the stress is influencing her like teaching style and her love of the kids and everything like that. Well, yeah. how influenced she is by Meryl Streep and the priest who right? Yeah. You know, she put up the picture so you can see what they're doing when you, you know, and you're not looking at them. And <laughs> yeah. Was it that she changed her mind when she saw that? father Flynn yes because maybe that influenced her to say we shouldn't be this friendly with the kids because maybe I don't know it was it was yeah and the fact that well yeah it's it's interesting we'll get to the end but yeah it is interesting like that she she wasn't totally convinced or wasn't convinced at all she didn't think you did anything wrong um well kind of at the end but um yeah I mean this scene's fucking awesome holy shit um where he see that what but the part of the scene that I don't get is I, when he says there are things he can't say. That's why like, I feel like that's alluding to mm-hmm. homosexuality. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's what you thought. Maybe or yeah. some way trying no, to that's a good point. protect Donald in a way that because he knows Donald is gay, gay and he doesn't want to out him. Yeah, right. That's true. It's, yeah, and then Ariana, you said something earlier that made me really think like are they just both gay? And that is what is bonding the two, the mm-hmm. boy yeah. and the man. And mm-hmm. he just can't, you know, what is he supposed to say? He's supposed to admit right. it. He, he, she puts him in this like impossible position. But yeah, there's so much like emotion. Like she says at some point, they're both like teary eyed. Yeah. They're screaming they're arguing with each other. I mean, and she says, but a dog that bites is a dog that, like that bites. bites. Like, yeah. Like right after she was being vulnerable, she like goes right, snaps right back yeah. at it. Yeah, well, because he's well, he's trying to play on her, like you know, mm-hmm. you've committed mortal sins, right? Like, aren't we all, you know, at fault? You know, we've confessed them, blah blah blah, and yeah, then she just go, and also where where she's like, what's it matter? Like, she's very like almost like toying with his life, like she doesn't understand that like his whole life is is on the line mm-hmm. when she's just like, oh yeah, you're a pedophile, like what's it matter? He's like, what's it matter? <laughs> you like, but. Wow. Mm, at the same time, though, I think she probably knows because at the end he gets a promotion, essentially. Right. Right. And no, yeah. knows and what do you mean? Wh- what? She knows what do you mean? Knows that she knows that. Like, I think she knows that maybe he really won't get 
any that. I think yeah, maybe after the conversation with Mrs. Miller, the determining factor was maybe just get him out. Yeah, I see. Um, but I also just love that she says she spoke to a nun <laughs> instead of yeah. uh, like the bishop or whatever. Yeah. He's like, there are like that's not the order. Yeah, there are channels. <laughs> I did not um, speak to a bishop. I spoke yeah. to a nun. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, she's basically saying he's going to the past parishes. You know, he's been in three parishes in five years. Why is that? Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, they, like I said, they kind of go in circles. And at the end, basically, Sister Lois is like, you're, you're going to transfer. Um, like, like, he can't accept that you're going to transfer. He's like, I'll, she's like, I'll keep going to your other parishes. I'll, you know, I'll find out. I'll find parents that have been, you know, who are related to the victims, you know, whatever. Basically insinuating that he's done this everywhere. Um and that's kind of the end of the scene. And then she walks out uh, of her own office. So after that, you get a brief glimpse of Father Flynn's last par- last sermon. Um, I don't think there's anything. Well, there is an important shot in that scene mm-hmm. where they pan over the audience. Donald Miller's crying or he's upset uh, by old Davis is in the as in the audience. But then you see William London. And as, and as he's walking, as Father Flynn is walking, you see a very, like, brief, like, upturn of his lips, like a smirk. Mm-hmm. And you're wondering, like, is it because he was touched by him? Is it because he just doesn't like him? Because maybe, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe it's the fact that Father Flynn kind of picked on him because he like because of the way he treated Donald and like he knows that Donald's gay and like that's why you know maybe he's bullying I don't know I, there's a lot to to dissect there who knows what it was mm-hmm. but um any thoughts on that last scene I mean there's really not that much to it but I thought that was poor like the main Donald thing. yeah you feel bad for Donald but you don't know what happened to Donald I know, but he still has a kind of a shitty life regardless oh, of yeah. whether your father Flynn's the father. there yeah well, no, yeah absolutely. and yeah. I don't know. I thought I'd watch this again and I almost felt more convinced that maybe he did do something to Donald. But now as we're unpacking it, I would say I'm not, I I would say, I don't know. Well, let's get to the last scene. So sister Aloysius is in the courtyard. Um, Sister James comes up to her. They're just talking about it. She, she did go down to Maryland to see her brother who was sick. So she must've kind of returned. She must've been away when he left. Uh, so she comes back and, you know, she reveals that she never called the previous parishes, uh, which she alleged when she was talking to father Flynn. So that's like a huge shock to sister James basically saying, you know, you lied. Um, but Streep is justifying it by basically like he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have left if he, you know, if he knew that he did nothing wrong, like his resignation is his confession is essentially what she says. And, um, but then this is, yeah, this is where I wrote like Streep never knew about the undershirt. I'm like, I feel like the undershirt is a big missing, even though it's not a smoking gun, but it's like a, just a missing piece in there where I feel like she would have been even more sure of herself if she knew that fact. Uh, and I think Sister James is kind of like, she's like, I wish I could be like you. Like, I wish I could just think I was right, even though <laughs> like there's no evidence or whatever, you know. <laughs> um, and this is where you get the famous, the famous line where finally she breaks down Sister Locius and she goes, Oh, Sister James, I have doubts. He starts crying. <laughs> I have such doubts. And then you have the church music, and then that's that's the end of the movie. So thoughts on the last scene. I mean, it's a great scene too. But 
Um, well, yeah, obviously it's like a stand-in for religion itself and like basically mm. what religion is is blind faith with no evidence yeah. and right. True. and i think she's talking about i mean they do make, like i said they make the mention of how he basically gets a promotion yep. and he will be seeing more children mm. and i feel like there's sort of an indication of like this isn't the first time someone's that gotten shuffled around and oh, she absolutely. sort of probably is disillusioned by the structure of the church mm-hmm. yeah yeah, no, it's in the in the first uh, the first sermon that Father Flynn does is about doubt, um, right? Which basically saying it's a bond as strong as certainty. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ali, thoughts on this? Yeah, it's interesting because it's like you know that she just has so much. Um, what's the word? She's so adverse to change and progress, and she mm-hmm. knows that about herself. I think she's like self aware in that way. So it's like how much did that motivate how she felt about father Flynn and then right. kind of went on this crusade. She's not exactly, you know, perfect in this mm-hmm. movie either. Right. Uh, okay. Well, did he do it? We'll go around the room, Ariana. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe he didn't do it, but someone did it. I don't know. Like, how does that work? Like he could just be like, I'm just saying not like at that instance, but I'm saying someone's been abused at that school. Right. But that's not the question. I know, but I'm saying like, I don't know if it really matters if he did it. It's still like well, we all stand know, in for. Well, we all know it happens, but we're talking about the specific I'm gonna say guy. He did something. Maybe. Okay. And, <laughs> and uh, because it's just the mostly the way that he talks about women and then the nail thing yeah. which is just oh. so <laughs> but i feel like the way he talks about women is just a sign of the just... times like yeah, that too he wasn't the only person talking about women that way yeah. it was the 60s <laughs> yeah like you know i guess i'm just inclined i'm just biased because of the amount of pedophile priests there right. are mm-hmm. um i don't know i can't give a hard yes or no that's the point of the movie <laughs> mm-hmm. William London, though the keys to William London. Yeah, I guess, but I don't. William London had his own complexities to him of you know the way he reacted because it seemed like he had issues at home too. And I don't know. I don't. I I don't feel concretely either way. I think that this whole maybe he was gay because yeah, she uses this leverage of this bluff that she called his parish. But if he is possibly hiding his homosexuality they could twist whatever they wanted to about the complaints or rumors about him there into making a case about pedophilia. You know what I mean? I just think, yeah. Well, because at that time, homosexuals were, were pedophiles. We're basically like pedophiles. Basically, yeah. Yeah. That's what they were. Yeah. They were labeled they, as deviants. Yes. Yes. Right. So like he probably, even if he wasn't, he probably would have been thought of as that. So. Yeah. And part uh, of me felt conflicted about like him using that, like this whole concept of love when he was talking to sister yeah. James. Yes. And I did feel, yes, like I sense he was manipulative, but I don't know. Sometimes he just had these facial expressions where I did feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> like I did. I was like, maybe he didn't do anything. But, yeah. In being... the, in the final scene, like at the end where he like, yeah. he wasn't even going at Streep anymore. Like when she says a dog that bites is a dog that bites, he doesn't even say anything. Like he just kind of was like, almost just like shocked that she just keeps going at him and he's like yeah he's like i can't fight this person because she can (laughs) kind of make this whatever she wants it to be you know and i think he just realized he was cornered and i did in some ways still feel bad for him 
Yeah. She says, or he says, I can fight you. She's like, you will lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, what's great about the movies that mm-hmm. you're switching sides constantly and you don't really, you can't decide. I mean, you feel the, the conflict as much as they do. Yeah. Like when I first saw it, I thought for sure he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, it is tough. I'll say Yes, he did it. Um, <laughs> it. But there's a lot of questions. There's still a lot of fucking questions. I mean, it's it's yeah. Hard is it enough to tr- you know try him in the court of law? Viola Davis no. said her son seemed fine, minus the fact that his dad beat the crap out of him. How the hell does she? I mean, what the? <laughs> no, yeah, I know she probably doesn't know. She can't even tell. I mean, like, oh yeah, is he freaking out because he's getting beaten half to death? I mean, like, oh you know, it's just the normal. He's getting beat beat to death every day. Um, I mean, I don't know if we can we can uh, count her opinion. Right. Uh, any other final thoughts before we get into ratings? Uh, yeah, so I did look, I kind of just took a quick look at some of the reviews of the movie after I watched it. And The Atlantic brings up this point. They felt it was very heavy, heavy handed to show his guilt in the movie because in the play, they don't even show the boy. It's all oh, just dialogue. And the boy isn't shown, but in the movie, they added that the boy, you know, you see him and does that affect how you feel about it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was interesting. They felt it was heavy handed. I, even though they said that I didn't agree right. with, with that, I still felt like I watched the film and I really wasn't sure, but I would be interested to see the theater performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ariana, anything else? Uh, not really. It's just, yeah, it's just a movie that it's like just compelling and leaves you thinking about it. And yeah, just the acting is amazing. He also wrote uh, Moonstruck, just a wrote mm. Moonstruck. He wrote Joe vs. Volcano and directed it. I mean, I haven't seen that, but it's a pretty popular movie. Uh, those are like the only couple that I would say are like, you know, big films that you would recognize and, and nothing really on TV, but he wrote a shit ton of plays. So, mm. um, so yeah, I mean, I'll say... I guess uh, ratings. I mean, I don't have anything else to say in the movie. It's one of my favorite movies uh, ever. So, Ariana, rating. I gave it Actually, 8.6. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was going <laughs> to say Allie first, but too late. Uh, mm-hmm. Allie? Uh, 8.7. 9.1. Whoa. It is an amazing movie. Yeah, it's really hard to top. Like, every time I watch it, I'm like, holy shit, the acting it's, is just It's a 9 on fucking movie. I mean... Everyone's, yeah, everyone was. And I'm not even a big Amy Adams fan, really. Like, I like her, but I mean, even she, like, she's plays her character, she plays her role well. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, I felt the same. I think this is the best, like, the most highly I've ever thought of, like, her performance was in this movie. Yeah, I liked, I mean, I liked her in The Fighter, I guess, but, um, but yeah, this movie, probably this is her best. She's been in a lot of fucking shit, man. A lot of, uh, oscar winning movies um Mm. and just big big movies she's she's everywhere um yeah uh okay so i guess that's it doubt great fucking movie um (laughs) shit yeah it's really good an easy watch like Mm -hmm. our 45 minutes it just like flew by um yeah not not a painful watch at all all right well that'll conclude the episode uh don't know what we're doing next week so you know, we'll think about it. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> so, else is new? <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything new that I have like. I know there's not review. too much out, so, is there? Yeah. No, not really. So uh, yeah, remember to subscribe on any of your listening platforms. Rate and view us on Apple Podcasts. Um, so, uh, follow us on social media: Instagram, Twitter, 
Uh, tell your friends to listen that like movies or and or TV. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.